Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. All excited. Heading to Hicks Road Baptist Church, just outside of Tampa, Florida. Going to be there over the weekend. Southwest Radio Church Prophecy Live. Going to be a great time. We trust some folks will be saved. Some lives will be changed. That's our ministry all the time. You pray for us as we head out to, to Tampa tomorrow, my friend, that God would use us in a mighty way. Got a, a former state trooper from Indiana going to join us down there, Dennis Gilliam. Look forward to having some fellowship with him. And well, I've been away from the Southwest team here for a while up in Fort Wayne, so look forward to that. Got stuff coming the end of February. We've got Sherathon 2024. Last couple of days there in this leap year and the 1st of March. And, and then we're going to be at Lynn Valley Baptist Church in Elizabethan. First Free Will Baptist Church, Elizabethan. Where else can we be? It's a great time. I'm so looking forward to the team at WHCB 91.5 and all those who volunteer. We have such a great time of of fellowship. Pray that Ron Winters gets well and can be there. He's a, a big part every time we have a fundraiser. There's Ron and his lovely wife. So pray about that one, my friend. Thank you for being here today. What in the world is going on? No oh boy, they snuck in there. Democratic former Representative Tom Susie is heading back to Congress after he won that special election in New York's 3rd District to replace former GOP Rep George Santos. According to NBC, Santos was a nutcase. The Dems get another House seat. His victory over Mazzy Phillip, oh, I liked her, cuts Republicans' already razor-thin House majority by just one seat, making legislating even more difficult moving forward. And it could provide a guide for Democrats competing in similar districts come this fall. So... Is Trump a plus or a minus? What do you think? Dateline, Austin, Texas, it was horrible. Horrific photos today show a crumpled wheelchair, debris everywhere, in the lobby at St. David's North Austin Medical Center in Texas. What in the world? The Austin Fire Department, Austin, Travis County EMS, raced to the hospital at 538 on Tuesday, quickly declared a level four mass casualty with 20 to 49 people. A paramedic was giving one person CPR when first responders got there and medical personnel started triage as they rushed to help the wounded. Authorities said at an 8 p.m. news conference that the driver was pulled from the wrecked car and died in the ER right there. Five people who were in the lobby at the time of the crash were wounded, including two children, two adults who were rushed to other hospitals. One child had life-threatening injuries and an adult had some very serious injuries. People flying everywhere. Car crashes into the ER. Isn't that something? So what's happening with the polls? So, so many people consider Biden and Trump incompetent to serve as president, huh? Fake President Biden, President Donald Trump remain locked in a tight election rematch after a special prosecutor's report commenting on the Democratic incumbent's mental acuity. The four-day poll, which closed Monday, showed President Trump with the support of 35% of the people, compared to Biden's 34%. Some 10% said they would vote for some other candidate. 12% said they're not going to vote at all. 8% refused to answer the nationwide poll. 
And there you have it. Dateline New York City, the mayor there, Eric Adams, has stressed with a sense of, well, real urgency that New York City has run out of room as the escalating migrant crisis engulfs not only the Big Apple, but every major city in the United States. Our hearts are endless, but our resources are not, said the mayor. Now you're beginning to see Biden's failed policy at the border in action. It'll affect you someday. It's not like New York is not saying that we're not a city of immigrants. We are. We have a rich history of immigrants, but we can't take the global problem going on, and it's become a real problem here. This is unfair to New Yorkers. Well, duh. It's unfair to the migrants. Well, duh. This buffoon in the White House that's allowed all of this to happen, that's who you ought to look at. Somehow, they'll end up blaming the Republicans. Thanks to New York City's sanctuary city policies, Eric Adams faces a real predicament. The city is bursting at the seams, struggling to find places to house people. And now, thanks to these policies, the mayor is unable to hand migrants who are repeat offenders over to ICE. And there you go. Well, a private school out in L.A. serving the city's black and Latino young people has been forced to close its doors now over public safety concerns stemming from the homeless crisis. That's the new lawsuit out there. Academy of Media Arts founder Dana Hammond filed suit over the school's closure, claiming there was a breach of contract with the building where the school was located. Hammond joined Fox on Tuesday to discuss why he felt that he had no other choice than to shut down the school after students were exposed to drug use by those coming in and full nudity and human feces everywhere, intruders breaking in. Oh, what a mess we've got. There's a breach of contract, an extension that the city continues to house over 400 of some of the highest needs individuals, homeless individuals that are suffering from drug illness and drug addiction. What on earth? My mom suffered from drugs, illness, which is why I started this work in terms of preparing kids for the future work. And it's just been intruder after intruder after intruder, indecent exposure, etc. I'm sitting in my office today. Our students get the chance to see the Intercontinental Hotel but they also have to deal with individuals who are nude, doing drugs in the back here. It's just a disaster. We had to close the school. Again, thank you, Joe Biden. Wonderful policy you've developed for America. One I'm sure that you know you're destroying a great country. And speaking of Biden, Trump, this is interesting. Independent voters from around America had scathing remarks to describe Biden in a focus group published Tuesday, with most admitting they are leaning toward President Trump in 2024, to, despite their own derisive assessments of Trump. The New York Times spoke with 13 undecided independent voters at length about the two leading candidates and the issues most important to them heading into the election. The voters ranging from well, 22 years of age to 64 were most concerned about the economy, citing the rising cost of groceries and every other bill. Of 13 voters, 12 said they would base their vote on this issue alone, and 11 of them said they were leaning toward Trump. 
Others were deeply troubled by the crisis at the southern border, and some were concerned about the Israel-Gaza war and disliked USA to all the other countries. Well, we got something going on here, don't we? When asked what they thought about Biden, the voters didn't hold back on their blunt assessment, not at all. He's a bit senile, and I do think that if you can't do the job, it's time to get out of there, said Natalie, 22 years old. I think he's unfit to be president. A president should be commander-in-chief, and he does not appear to be capable of anything, especially commander-in-chief, said Richard, 36. It's just a crazy, mixed-up America. What to do? What to do? Anymore, it's almost a daily story. The Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. says three, count them, three of its cops were injured Wednesday in a shooting. Three officers injured. All three suffered non-life-threatening injuries, adding that the scene of a shooting there in the southeastern part of the city remains active. Police say the injured officers suffered gunshot wounds and that they were being removed from the area. Again, it's almost anymore a daily occurrence. A cop shot. What's wrong with this picture? Always something happening down there in Texas. A man who was sleeping in his truck shot and kills an alleged car robber with his AR-15 on Tuesday morning in Houston. Police said the man was sleeping in his four-door truck when the alleged robber entered into his vehicle that was parked outside an apartment complex. When he woke up to this strange individual in the truck with him, he grabbed his gun and shot him several times, said the police. He added that the windows had a heavy tint, so the sleeping man was not clearly visible. Initially, the sheriff's department said the suspect robber was possibly armed with pistols. Police confirmed later that, indeed, he had a Glock in his pocket. They shouldn't be out doing this stuff in the first place, said a sergeant. I don't believe that he realized that the reportee was in there sleeping in his truck before it was way too late. My, oh, my. What else is happening? Open AI, artificial intelligence. Still not sure what to do with it. Huh? They're testing a new chat GPT feature that gives the chat box the ability to remember information about users from one interaction to the next. It's all right there. Elon Musk, he denied reports that Starlink is selling terminals to Russia amid its invasion to Ukraine. Netflix is going to hold its first in-person upfront presentation for advertisers in May as it builds out its cheaper ad-supported subscription tier. Kathy Perry announced that she's leaving the American Idol at the end of the season after seven seasons as a judge. Well, that's big news. Now, this is interesting. Do you know that we appreciate more people in America than anywhere else in the world? Yeah, anywhere else in the world. 2.2 million adults, 4.5 million were in other correctional facilities. Put another way, one in every 38 adult Americans under some form of correction. The nightmare in this situation is one of the few issues that unite politicians under immense pressure to reduce prison numbers without risking a rise in crime. Courtrooms across the country are going into AI again. Artificial intelligence and using those tools in an attempt to shuffle defendants through the legal system as efficiently as possible. And did you know that police departments use predictive algorithms to strategize about where to send their ranks 
Law enforcement agencies use face recognition systems to help identify suspects. These practices have garnered well-deserved scrutiny for whether they are, in fact, improving safety or simply perpetuating existing inequalities in America. Researchers and civil rights advocates, for example, have repeatedly demonstrated that face recognition systems can fail spectacularly, particularly among dark-skinned people, even mistaking members of Congress for convicted criminals. AI is sending people to jail, and they're getting it wrong. This will be some story in the days ahead. For some reason on Sunday, I was talking about trust and how any more people don't trust anyone. We had a young man in our church one time who was a well, city police officer, actually, and he kind of adopted Mrs. Patton and I as mom and dad here in Fort Wayne. But I was talking to him one time about that, and I said, do you trust anyone? He said, nope, no one. I said, you don't even trust Sharon and I? Nope. That's terrible, my friend, but I understand it. And you know, you don't know even with the pastoral staff anymore. An alleged inappropriate relationship, I guess, between two top pastors, when I'm not really a pastor, has led to a major shakeup at Numa Church. It's a multinational, huge megachurch in Australia. Last Sunday, Jacome Dupreeze, a board member of the Church in Melbourne, Australia, announced during a live stream service that global senior pastors Corey and Simone Turner had abruptly resigned. Dupreeze said the reason for the resignation was that their health and well-being is such that they no longer able to function in their roles. They're messing around, having affairs. That's the real reason. Yeah, you just never know. Who do you trust, do you think? Well, it's Valentine's Day, 2024. We used to make a big deal at the church and have a big oh, off-site meal and all that stuff. We don't even recognize it anymore. My wife and I have been together so long, we don't recognize any of the things that most people do from birthdays to... I don't remember the last time I got my wife a gift. We're, we're just two peas in a pod, getting by and waiting for Jesus to come or for him to come and get us, I guess. And finally, I bet a lot of people can identify with this one. Brain cells die. Skin cells die. Even your hair cells die. But fat cells I think they've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior because they seem to have eternal life. Got to agree with this one. Be grateful for every second God gives you. You have time to spend with people you love because life is so very precious. Evangelist Phil Stringer said this one. It's not up to us to decide whether or not we will be influenced. I mean, all of us are going to be influenced. It's up to us to decide who will influence us? Good point. And then it really doesn't get any better than this. There is no air in hell because God is the breath of life. There's no peace in hell because God is the prince of peace. There's no comfort in hell because God is the comforter. There's no love in hell because God is love. Hell is darkness because God is the light. My friend, you don't have to go there. But there's only one way to escape it, and that's through salvation, through the person of Jesus Christ. Today is the day of salvation. Why not make that decision and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? 
Nearly every day, I think about it and rejoice that a 16-year-old kid invited me to that little Baptist church down in Acton, Indiana. Going into 1974, a new creature in Christ, and it doesn't get any better than that. Where's my Bible? Right, Life 101, right after this. So the devil was telling me the other day that we haven't done much in the ministry. Coming up on 36 years at the church we started and evangelistic services, revivals held all over America and overseas since the 1980s. All God started to remind me that hundreds have been saved, thousands of decisions made. We've helped so many people in the area of the spirit world, that invisible war on the saints. God has done some marvelous things, and it's all Him. Just give yourself unreservedly to God Almighty and see what He might do in your life. And don't listen to the devil. He will do that game every time. You're not doing much. You haven't done much. You're worthless. Look to the author and the finisher of your faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. You will rejoice right now. Let me ask you, do you think there's a possibility that you're living life in reverse, you're going in the wrong direction. Most of us know what it feels like to be lost while driving in an unfamiliar city or a neighborhood when we were in evangelism. That happened several times, trust me. One moment we're traveling along without any problems at all, things going great, smile on my face, and suddenly you have a sinking feeling. You're fighting it. It results from having taken a wrong turn. One Sunday morning, we were 19 miles in the wrong direction and had to be at Sunday school at 9.30. That was quite a trip back. No matter how hard we try to dismiss the hounding thoughts, the reality cannot be denied that we are on a wrong road and we are headed in the opposite direction from where we need to be. You know, if we continue, we're going to even be further off course. And at this point, kind of Double-checking the roadmap, men hate to do that, by the way, will not help unless our hearts and minds are set on getting back to the right spot. Many people, however, are not prepared to do this spiritually. Did you know that? God wants to lead them along a certain pathway, but they allow their hearts to be just pulled away from Him. They give an ear to selfish thoughts and negative words spoken by others and fed by demonic spirits and countless other distractions that come into our lives, such as feelings of doubt, of fear, big problem in the church, pride. They mistakenly believe that they are moving forward when in reality they're living their whole life in reverse. Have you ever met someone whose life seemed to be right on target? I mean, heading in the right direction. Life was focused, headed in a God-led way. And now as you listen to that person, you can't help but notice the evidence on his face of the burden he was carrying. He was living a life going in the wrong direction, not going forward at all, but actually going backward in his devotion to God making plenty of money. His family had every material thing they could hope for. Do you know somebody like this? Yet there was a deep sense of emptiness and loss in the heart. His lack of godly obedience had drained his emotional energy. For a long time, he had been striving to please Almighty God, but nothing he did seemed good enough. All God really wanted was his heart and his devotion, something he'd not been willing to give up. I have a brother who said, years ago, God called me into the ministry, he said with a downward glance, but I've ended up working mostly for myself in life, and I'm paying the price of my disobedience. 
the question, how can I get back with God? Do you think it's too late? No. That would be my answer. No, it's never too late to admit that you've taken a wrong turn and that you want God to bring you back to the place where he wants you to be. There may be a sense of consequence you'll have to face, but you're not going to face it alone. While not everyone is called to work in a Christian vocation, God certainly has plans and goals for your life. He knows each one of us intimately. He knows us perfectly. He also loves us with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, 3, if we allow him, he will restore what has been damaged by sin and threatened or even taken away. Usually those who strive to have the most end up with the least. Their lives become entangled in sin and greed and doubt, and they're fixated on having everything their way in life. Instead of being focused in doing God's will His way, they become focused on getting ahead, being the leader, having more of their friends and co-workers do things. They end up going nowhere spiritually in life, and suddenly their desire to please the Lord is just kind of pushed aside or ignored totally. Does any of this sound familiar? And eventually life begins to unravel, and they wonder, what has gone wrong? God doesn't want me to be happy? What's that all about? You know, you were created for a purpose. Whether we want to admit that or not, we are the happiest and the most fulfilled in this old world when we're living in the center of the will of God. All the wealth, all the power, all the fame this world can muster up, not going to do it, cannot save us from the consequences of deliberate sin in life. Now, we might think we've arrived at a great destination and achieved a noteworthy accomplishment, but it's not what God has chosen for you. We're living life in reverse, and we are out of the will of God. I suppose Luke chapter 15, that's the most notable of all of those out of the will of God. Starting there at verse 11 through 24, you know, you're going to suffer for your disobedience, yeah, just like the prodigal son did. Jesus told this parable with a twofold purpose. He wanted the people to understand the devastating effect of sin and disobedience. However, just as importantly, he wanted them to gain an awesome perspective of God's unconditional love and forgiveness. Mark that. With his back against a dark, dismal wall of hopelessness, fear, and broken dreams, the prodigal made a life-changing decision. He would go home. Though he had walked away from his family, traveled to a distant country, and spent all he had been given on riotous living, he was still his father's son. And ultimately, it's God's eternal message to you that you belong to him, and he will never turn away from you. Okay, I got it. What should I be doing, Greg? Hey, ask God to forgive you. God will never give up on you. His overarching plan is for you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and this is his ultimate will. However, he also has plans, and he has desires for your life, what you ought to be doing now. All are incredible and full of his hope for your future. One wrong decision or even a series of errors cannot diminish the love that God has for you. Just trust him. Trust him. You're going to find that he will meet you right where you are right now today and will lead you forward into a future of hope and blessing. Isn't that great? What a God we serve. And finally, let's end with this. 
So the old-timer there he was, talking to the neighbor, telling him about his new hearing aid he just got. It cost me a fortune, but it was worth it. It works perfectly. Really, said the neighbor, what kind is it? Why, it's uh, 1030, responded the old-timer. <laughs> hey, tomorrow is it. Jump on that airplane and uh, head to Tampa, Florida. Then we're going to be in Tennessee for some time. You, uh... You pray for us as Greg Patton's Traveling Salvation Show hits the road. That's it. Had my say for another day. Join us again tomorrow, all right? That's the way it is for Wednesday, February the 14th, Valentine's Day, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.